All right, Noel, we're back here, and this time we got ourselves a guest. We do. We're uh, mixing things up. Um, Dylan, you were kind enough to have us back in the day on the Stardom podcast, and we said we'd get you to come back here, and we try to terrify you a little bit with some, you know, sensory deprivation horror, you know what I mean? It's because we're good guys that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, we've got a funny little history with uh, the Quiet Place franchise, because... Uh, Back during the pandemic, when the lockdown happened, me and Noel tried to record it from separate locations. And uh, let's just say one side of the audio got lost or ruined, Noel, and um, both Could times. have been anyone's. And, <laughs> and, um, and then after the pandemic went away and the lockdown was over, we were like, let's just let's do let's just record that again you know to and uh, celebrate Irish cinema's opening, you know, just kind of rid ourselves of the curse. That audio uh, had this re- uh, re- uh, reoccurring click. The entire way through it so it was unusable and then a few weeks ago we were like scheduled to do it again <laughs> yeah and um uh, a friend of ours your boy's supposed to come over and record it with us and his car uh he had car problems and he couldn't make it over to record the quiet place franchise it's just been cursed from so the get-go this is, this, is, this is our last so it's up to you dylan it's up to you dylan okay <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make it work <laughs> so tell me what was your impressions of a quiet place um so i've seen both of them and uh i loved the concept and, and i think the thing i liked most was how they picked the personalities of each of the characters oh yeah you know uh, yeah, ha- having that having that deaf child i think helped them in a long run, you know, with the whole being able to sign language with each other and everything. Yeah, and and, and you could tell she, she she was a naturally deaf girl. You could, and it just seeing it from her perspective, what a world where you need to be able to be quiet and you need to be here, and not having either of those instincts must be absolutely detrimental. Yeah, and John Krasinski actually fought the cast, a naturally deaf person or a hearing impaired person in that role. Because the studio initially didn't want her to be in the role because I know they probably thought it added some sort of difficulties to the shooting process. But he actually fought for it and uh, he said that would add to it. And because you need someone that's like well trained in ALS, like or, or sorry, ASL, sorry, American Sign Language. And she was able to teach them and the other cast. And that's why it became more authentic because you need someone that uses ASL in a day to day basis. Otherwise, it looks learned. And you don't want it to look learned. It's supposed yeah, to look natural. Very natural about it, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. and there's something as well that's happening on like uh, The Walking <clears throat> Dead. There's two hearing impaired characters on it as well. And Angel Fury's one of them. She's going around teaching everyone a- ASL on the, on the set. And now they're able to communicate with each other through sign language and stuff. So it's kind of like a natural thing that does happen if you have someone that's hearing impaired in your family or around you a lot of the time that you will pick up sign language. And the fact that this person was so, uh, what's her name? The girl who played Regan, Millicent Simmons. And yeah, she was so, uh, cause, yeah, because she's naturally hearing impaired. That, uh, like, you know, it just kind of adds to it because oh, yeah, course, it yeah. doesn't look learned, you know. That's it. The studio, oh, man, studio involvement is what ruins so many movies. I'm glad he fought yeah. a good fight because this was a good horror movie. And they don't do much new things in horror. This was something actually new, I thought. Something I've oh, yeah. seen a thousand, a thousand times before. Oh, yeah. There's so many alien monster sci fi films out there. So they totally oh, put my God. a twist on it. But yeah, that was it. Like invincible, invincible, but completely sensory deprivated themselves. Of course, yeah. all they have is what what Regan is missing. Um, I thought we we call him Bullseye, the kid at the start. Yeah, <laughs> Bullseye. That kid was not long for this world. 
That kid was doing oh. everything, and he no, yeah. he wanted the sweet release. I, <laughs> I are you talking about that Noah Jupe, the one with the rocket? No, no, yeah. no, 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 Noah Jupe's the older kid. Yeah, yeah, Noah Jupe was the older. Okay, we're talking about we are talking about the kid. Boy. Yeah, do you know a little bullseye at the start? Yeah. It's like literally running yeah. towards danger the entire opening of the movie. Yeah, and it, it totally sets the whole like you know right away what's going to happen throughout the movie as far as like what the concept is because of yeah. that scene. Oh, yeah. it was, I imagine like and the stakes, and the stakes of it. Yeah. yeah, like you have Emily Blunt's character, Lee. Uh, she Lee? No, Lee was the father. No, Lee was the father. What was that? Emily Blunt's character then? Um, sorry, didn't get the cheat sheet up. No, she had been pregnant and having her two kids with her, and then having that third kid killed, and she couldn't even scream. I thought Evelyn, was her, a, her, her character. Evelyn. Evelyn. Yeah. I thought that was such an iconic scene like that was a scene like you said it sets up the whole movie but i just remember thinking yeah that is i love the way a like, new type of awful we hear the rocket sirens and then we see the rest of the scene through melissa simmons point of view yeah for real. and the sound just like goes away straight away and then oh it's immediately it's john krasinski drops she the bag. sees the shock on everybody else yeah why they had the youngest kid at the very back up the rear? Yeah, at the very back. Why is the mother at the back? Let's, the let's go tactical the here. Yeah, well, I was wondering the same thing. Four-year-old at the back taking up yeah, the rear. Like, like your father, the father's obviously the strongest. Like yeah. Krasinski, so he should be taking point. And I think you might as well be made of butter though when it comes to taking on these monsters. Uh, uh, like I'm the strongest. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll take up the rear. Later on, the later on, she's like, oh, I could have carried him. My hands were free, but he's so heavy. I'm like piggybacking. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with a good old fashioned like piggy bag? You know, yeah, like four, and you're like a six foot five man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's almost like they put the kid in the back because they knew if anybody was going to go first, it'd be. Him. <laughs> He's like, I'm fed up with bullseye's bullshit. I'm fed up <laughs> every single time. Like I look away. Batman scene where like, yeah, but I don't have to save you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna. But I, I don't know. I remember the first time I saw this film, I, I, I thought this is actually brilliant. I really did. Like, I really left the cinema thinking that was just great. And I couldn't wait for a second one. But I, I, I do, because I was, I don't know, you get you get horror fatigue. I don't know if you watch a lot of horror films or if we just force you to. Or you get horror fatigue after a while. Uh, I, I don't watch yeah, nearly as much. Like you're cool I don't watch as much sameness. I don't watch as much as you guys, but I do watch quite a bit. I love horror movies. Yeah. So how would you think the second one rated against the first one? You think it was a worthy sequel, or did you think it? So when it comes, to, it's kind of a. I like how it kind of has the prequel to start, and then it yes. jumps into kind of present day. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I managed to do it in a way that wasn't confusing. It was uh -huh. straightforward. They just introduced how the world went to shit. It was a good way to get Lee Abbott back in it for a scene and have it be organic. And even yeah. it sounds like it should be confusing because then you've got like a prequel to start the sequel and then it goes from being a prequel to being a sequel, but it never felt that way. It was just a no. cool introduction. Well, and then they had they introduced the, the that main guy too, you know, the one that was in the second one. I can't remember yes. his name, but that they uh, brought him in perfectly. Our, our, yeah, our Peaky Blinder. Emmett. Uh, it's Killian Murphy, our yeah. actor. The, Emmett's the character. Emmett's the character. Yeah, they introduced yeah. him at the ball game um, where uh, John Krasinski Z shows up late. Yeah, he has the oranges. And, uh, shows uh, up and, and yeah. he's like, how many innings were you in or something like that? Yeah. Uh, and he said, four, uh, three. 
And he was yeah. like, oh, shit, or some shit. And he starts cutting up the oranges. I have no idea what baseball is, man. Uh, it's people like rounders. Just, people just say numbers. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like bottom of the, the bases are loaded. It's bottom of the fourth. That's, that's the thing, apparently. <laughs> Uh, man, baseball's huge here. <laughs> oh, I know it's 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 your pastime, yeah, and it's in everything. It's what like it's in every idyllic scene. It's a father going to see the little league game and his kid playing baseball. Like that's, that's one like, thing I love about America, though. In every one of your tournaments, you call your winners the world champions. Yeah, champions of what? <laughs> like a what? Like a world champions of America? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like NBA we're, champions, we're, we're the champions. only ones. We're the only ones watching it anyway, so they just want us to feel better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah. We're the basketball champions of the world because yeah. you're only playing each other. Yeah, we're all top ranks. <laughs> you're lucky you're not taking us on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine the Irish. The Irish play American football. I love it. It's funny because you, you guys mentioned the whole baseball scene. Like, have you seen the crazies? I don't want to get off topic, but have you yeah, seen the I love yeah, the crazies? Yeah, recently. Yeah. Recently, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Same, you know, the intros in a baseball field. Yes. Because I, I think it's a good way to set like an idyllic scene yeah. and then have it go to shit. Just I think it's a good polarity. Yeah. This is perfect and this is shit. And let's just yeah. have them let them have the meat on on, on the, literally on the pitch like or yeah on yeah the field. yeah because you want to paint a perfect picture of how their life used to be this is how because I mean, you want to show what they've lost before they lose it yes so you couldn't yeah. do that in part one because you want to jump straight into the story because the intro or little bullseye dying is the impact of that story yeah and so you have to have a different impact this time and how do you create a different impact the first one's like no sound the, the whole thing is one sound kills now this is it's like a blatancy of sound it's like sound everywhere because people don't know how to deal with the aliens. And yeah, we talked course. about before, like in our 12 different recordings, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. talked about before that like uh, with the front lines, the first thing they would do is attack. And that's the worst thing you can do against this type of alien is attack. Of course. Because if I fire a gun, yeah, exactly. Literally the thing the about zombies is when a horde of zombies comes at you, you can come after them and you start blasting away yes. and you might get out of there. But with these aliens, as soon as you defend yourself, you're actually killing yourself. Having a weapon would be the worst thing. It'd be a long time. Having a sound weapon, anyway. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You need a hack yeah. and slash weapon, like the way uh, Lee tries to kill it with um, an axe. Yeah. Later yeah. on, um, and when, which is the most heartbreaking scene of the both movies. And when both of them. In part oh, one. Yeah. oh my god. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, because Bullseye was just, my... just so stupid. It was yeah, well, Bullseye deserved it, but we like. Yeah, we, Bullseye deserved it. Yeah, deserved it. I'm, say, oh, I'm not the same. Bullseye Let's just say. Neither MDK or Dylan, and we don't approve of a fantasize. <laughs> we never will do that. But if a kid keeps putting himself in the situation, yeah, yeah. nature be nature. Yeah, yeah. Darwin, okay. Darwin. That's that's an that's an anything though. Like if you're gonna survive. You have to think who's your weakest link. I mean, it's yeah, oh yeah, it's just the way it is, man. Yeah, oh yeah, like the the, the buffalo only move as fast as the slowest buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Like, so as soon as that buffalo is taken out, you're just a more efficient machine. Yeah, and the thing is as well, right? Like they survived so many more days without him. Yes. Think about it. Oh god, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, like the, the story probably would have taken place in the first three weeks of Bullseye still alive, and they all would have died. Like, <laughs> I thought in the first one, I thought their setup was so clever, and it was. But it turns out in the second one, when you see that the things are essentially giant tanks, so they can't swim. Yeah. That essentially, what you would do is just like start playing Van Halen on a boat. Get some get some awesome guitarists to play Eruption. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> at least the water with nets and weights. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 If you look up in the cast for the first one, it says Leon Russum is Man in the Woods. That's all it says for his character. Oh, I love it. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's so few characters in this first film that like Man in Woods gets like right there. Like, below. yeah, you know exactly oh, which yeah. one it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As in the one guy that screams in the woods. Yeah, that guy was uh, an asshole. Oh that guy yeah, was an asshole. asshole. Yeah, yeah, it's like him with him him. Like, you clearly like yeah. this is the wrong time, dude. Give us like one minute. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like I'd be like, dude, just imagine we're playing hide and go seek and count to thirty Mississippis. Yeah, just give me thirty Mississippis, just a, a like a quick jog down the road, just a little bit of safety. You know, that's yeah. all I'm asking for. You're like ninety five, yeah. you hang around for like ten more seconds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, well, you're like one hundred and sixty. <laughs> just give me, a, just give me the okay. I'll snap your neck. It'll be quieter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another good. Yeah, that's yeah. another way to go. Like, go that's you should have done. And it'd be better to get your neck broken to get like sliced, sliced oh, up by one oh, day. Yeah. I assume that, that would have been a great scene if if your man realised that the dude is about to out them and, and he killed him. Had to kill him. That'd be great in front of you. It would have been a great scene. Yeah, because, yeah. Because yeah. jump on his back, hand over the mouth, and it's and it shows what he's willing to do for his family. Exactly, because these scenes are like like. The Walking Dead and stuff. You don't know what you do until you have, you have to, to do it. Until it's your kid, or yeah. Until it's your well, and like they even player. they even kind of prep the scene. Like you see him getting ready to scream. John could have yeah, easily yeah. like ran over there. Yeah, take him down and strangle. I thought it would have been an amazing thing because yeah. again, he's got he's lost a kid. He's got a kid on the way, and he still has two children. And and if he doesn't get back, his wife is would would inevitably probably die as well because she's got to go into labor. I thought that would have been a great scene. I never thought of it there, but we just kind of pushed but, forward. Uh, uh, why the fuck did I have another kid? Like, why did I have another kid? Like, and uh, clearly, she. I mean, we don't know how far. I mean, I'm guessing she was pretty far into the pregnancy. So maybe before they the invasion even happened, she was already yes. pregnant. Yeah, she was pregnant in the first film, actually, wasn't she? She was, like, a little bit pregnant or something like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Was she? Actually, maybe she wasn't. But, yeah, no, why you're having another kid is completely... She was three weeks from her due date uh, when they catch back up with the story after Bullseye Day is on the farm. Is that what it is? Yeah, because she goes know. to a calendar and then she marks it down. And it's, like, three weeks. It's I think it's the end of October or something. She's right, due. right, right. And it's right. three weeks. So if it's 400, I think it's 400 and something days. 456 days. Yep. Yeah, so that'd be, then she would have got pregnant after. Yeah, the after they died. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We, we, we tracked her period, lads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 We're white men, so of course we can. <laughs> so then they kind of brought it on themselves with the kid. I mean, that was so dumb on their end. And yeah. you're going to get everybody killed. Like, everybody yeah. killed. Like, a, a, there's there's no explaining to a baby what the situation mm. is like. It's like no. what they say in The Walking Dead. Every four hours, you'd be ringing the dinner bell. Yeah. yeah, because like as soon as the baby cries for for feeding, then it plays away. It, it plays such a good role in like setting up the scenes in like the farmhouse. Mm -hmm. So like when they take the mattress to kind of insulate where they're hiding at, because so the baby yeah. can cry and whatnot. Yeah, or an oxygen tank inside of what is essentially yeah. a little coffin looking thing. Yeah, but it could keep him alive. They prepare so much after the fact, but yeah, he couldn't pull out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey man, it's, it's hard sometimes, okay? It's hard. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, we've got that Catholic Irish guilt. So yeah, it's, it's just a, an <laughs> Yeah, you remember the Lord says his best when he put it on her chest. What did you think? What did you think of the lights? 
like well, the, how they strung the lights up around the farm in the first one. Yeah, I know that was really clever. And, the, and it goes red when 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 she goes into labor. When she goes into yeah. labor, yeah, that was the that thing. Was... I love I love little things where you you have to fight with the tools you have, but once you know what, what the situation is, you have to use the fact that you can communicate with 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 visual. So yeah. light, you, you know, even uh, the fireworks were brilliant because they, the the sound was distracting them, and the lights meant no odds to the monsters, good or bad. But we could tell you could tell each other so much. Which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I just thought that's what I mean. I thought it was really clever. But if they'd realized that they, they were so close to the ocean, if they'd realized how safe they were, because in the second one you have that island, and they're just like having a barbecue. two days walk away, two days walk. Yeah. Like, Which the the Noah G, uh, Noah the kid Noah his personality like I think I, it was really clever to me because he played it so well, but he was like that like paranoid worried he's gonna mess up constantly you know portrayal played yeah. so well because like john in the first one had to like make sure he wasn't fucking up but he was yeah. trying to make him feel safe it's like it's okay but quit fucking up yeah <laughs> it's like yeah exactly it's like it's it's okay to be human and make little mistakes at the right times like it like, brings him down to the river you can make little sounds if it's surrounded by a louder sound you know what I mean? Like, and he's just trying to teach him that it's okay to still live in this world. It's not just about surviving. There's still moments of living uh, outside of just existence. Like, you can actually have joy. You can howl behind a waterfall. You can go down and fish in a river without fear. And he's trying to teach him like that, even though this world is horrible and you have to always be on guard, there is still little moments of living to be had within this harsh existence. And that's, that's one thing I like about it too, because he teaches him how to live as well as teach him how to exist. And that's yeah. really important because, like, if you're only existing, then you're not planning for the future, and if there is no oh, future, that's then it. you give up on life. It's just survival, yeah, and not just survival towards something, just getting through this hour, yeah, and then at the and then when the clock goes around to twelve again, get through that hour, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The best version of that was like the Battlestar Galactica, the Silence. Every thirty-three minutes, to have to jump. Do you know that one? Like, no, I never watched. Have you never seen Battlestar Galactica? Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Bears, yeah, <laughs> the Office. You feel the same. I've only seen The Office once all the way through. <laughs> it's a lot of episodes. Uh, like, that's I, it's it's been, people can break your heart, you know? It's like but 22 which, episodes a season. Which which office are we talking about? The American one or the, the British US, one? The US uh, office, I've seen yeah. both of them anyway. So yeah, there's only like 10 of the British one or something. Yeah, 8 or something. 8 or something. There's yeah. like a million of the American one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was phenomenal. Yeah, I only watched The American Office for the first time like, last year. That's, it's not, it's not, that should be illegal. Like, I watched it all I'm pretty sure I binged it like three times. Yeah, same. And I think it's exactly three. Yeah, I got to, yeah. I binged the whole thing three times. The thing is, yeah. I came on, late, I came onto it late, so I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. That's same. it, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, like the shows of Modern Family and stuff like that, that I watched through time. I watched a lot of times because you watch see, it, like, and then they finish the run, and then you go back. Modern Family is like one of those that you just turn on while you're doing stuff around the house. So you know, yeah, yeah. I grew, and yeah, you can watch six episodes it. without even being into. That's yeah, like, yeah, and you laugh your ass off at every time. Jim, like to see Jim from the office, and like I, I joined the pilot. He said like he shot the pilot and then went back to work in a restaurant like, as a waiter, and he thought that was that. Like maybe better luck next time, or maybe not act anymore. And then you see he's he's directing 
writing superstar now. Uh, and acting in an absolute sleeper hit. Yeah. Like nobody knew it was going to be as big as it was. I, I reckon yeah. they, they were banking on success, but no, it was a huge. As hit. soon as I heard the premise and then seen the trailer, I knew it was going to be a smash. I mean, it just shows there's yeah. just people walking around doing everyday mundane things where if given the opportunity, could just like that was they're they're two great films. I enjoyed the first one a lot more than the second yeah. one, but I think the first one. Once you've introduced the concept, no matter how good the second one is, yeah. it won't have introduced the concept. Yeah, exactly. You lose yes. that originality. Yeah, you lose that. Was... Wow, God, I've never yeah. seen anything like that. So they expanded on it in the second one really well, and I, I give them a lot of credit. And it had some iconic scenes, but that introduction of, of that type of monster, you can't do it. You just can't do it again. Yes. Imagine he was just a dude who was just given an opportunity, and then he said, you know what, now that he has the ear of some powerful people in the industry that he yeah. was able to make. And don't get me wrong, some people make absolute tripe, yeah. but he just turned out to be this really, really talented dude. Like, yeah. I'm really happy for his success, I have to say, because I think he's yeah. actually really, really talented. I, I think, though, to call yeah, back on what you're saying about the way the second movie uh, lacks a bit that the first movie, I think in the first movie, you create the fear. In the second movie, you have to play on the fear. Yes. And it's not the same thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Because like, when you create, yeah. like when I see Freddy Krueger for the first time, it's terrifying, and no matter how horrible it is to see him again and again and again, it's not as terrifying. Or how big the scale of the dream is. Yeah, exactly. You like, turn the guy into a yeah. video game or whatever. Yeah, and and yeah. like when you when you look at like a quiet place one, because the scale of the movie is actually quite small. Yes. But it's laced with fear the whole way through, and it's a new kind of fear because none of us has experienced a horror like this before, where it's like you can't make a sound and you try to put your your, your head in your mind in the uh, character's headspace. And you Especially look at and you, death. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, when, when you look freak. at The Walking Dead, I do this, I do this, and I do this. But when you look <clears> at like the quiet place, you're like, shit, what would I do? How would I move around without making sound? How would I teach my children how to survive in the world without making sound? You know that kind of thing? I don't know. I just be like, I hope they can't hear me shit themselves. Like, <laughs> I, I really like the fear, the fear uh, of running. So. Yeah, though I love the warehouse scene, like in the second one. You know, I love yeah. how like oh, yeah. there's just noise everywhere. Yeah. Um, and they use the furnace to hide and then talk and have conversations. Like that's great. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I called that like when I went to see it in the cinema. I leaned over to my missus and I was like, "Yeah, see with that furnace, uh, the way they're keeping it open with a towel. Later on, the mother's going to go looking for some oxygen, and he's going. She's going to leave the little kid with the baby. He's going to, you know, alert the aliens." Going to get was, run back into the furnace. <laughs> it was much more predictable in the second one. Yeah. Yes. I think it's because we knew the rules. It's following, <laughs> yeah. it's following something that's very simple, something that's often in one film. One is like you're on the back foot, and then you in the second one, they kind of talk, what if? Because at the end of the first one, they learned a way to fight back. And now the third one, they're broadcasting that frequency that's driving the aliens crazy. So the third one is just going to be fucking revenge. It's going to be like yeah. taking back the planet. That is if there is a third one. So well, are I, they talking it, about it? It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, all I know is it meant money and Hollywood is a greedy bitch. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I thought about what John Krasinski wants to do because I assume he owns That's the thing. Too. John Krasinski does have a lot of... I don't know. I, I'd say, yeah. I'd say inevitably, yeah. I, spent, yeah. I was surprised that they went back to the Abbots. I thought maybe when they made the second one, the fact of the matter is this, this has happened to the world. You could go to Scotland. Mm. You could go to Scandinavia. anywhere. You could go anywhere in the world. Because you've, you've actually created a universe. That's a TV series, probably the best way. Uh, yeah, a TV series that. might explore that better. But mm. I just thought now, like, the third one could even be an opportunity to, because because it's I know it's on one radio station, but one radio station could broadcast to a radio station that could broadcast yeah. it. 
you could have that even with the internet down. You could have that around the world. In, yeah, well, you need to, like a network of shortwave radio. You, know, you know what they need to do is they need to bring Kevin Bacon into the third one, bring some Tremors concept into it. <laughs> I love Tremors. <laughs> oh my god, Tremors is so yeah. good. Graboids. Yeah, and it's just people. There's not even any humans in it. It's just a bunch of scenes of Graboids <laughs> grabbing the monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking down. Like. Never, I watched that. I watched that film. What, what's her name? Mila, y- 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 whatever. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I threw it on. I said to my missus, I said, this is shit. This is going to be fucking it. awful. But you might enjoy it if you accept that it's awful. And we watched it. We were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is like literally popcorn fare. You talk about Monster Hunter. Yeah. Oh, that's trash. Absolute trash. Paul W. Sanders is a trash human being. I saw oh, yeah. it. Was, it, was, it was bad, but when you go in, you go, this is going to be bad, but there's going to be monsters that are very big. Yeah. And she, she was like, okay. okay. Yeah, massive weapons, massive monsters. I think we were drinking yeah. wine, and it felt so pretentious. Or mm. It just felt like such a pretentious thing to be drinking. I just had time. a wine and Monster Hunter just, evening. Yeah, I just Monster Hunter. <laughs> and then a little bit of Malibu. I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure when we watched the second Quiet Place, we, my wife and I, were drinking, and uh, well, I definitely was. I don't know if she was, but I remember they were running flavored beer. I, well, I like I like craft beer. Okay, this fucking yeah. guy, it's disgusting. Uh, you don't like craft beer? Foul. Yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy sends me pictures of flavored beer the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, they they get they get through the fence and they're running and like I knew that kid Noah was gonna end up hurting himself. It's yes, like they're yes. like, well, somebody's gotta get injured. Oh, it's gonna be him. You, you know it's gonna be him. And then he fucking snaps. Ev- and he gets caught in the bear trap. Evelyn's yeah. so careless in that scene, though, isn't she? Oh yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. she's like, oh, I nearly tripped over something. And as soon as she gets over, I'm just gonna walk all cavalier to the next part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe look around. <laughs> Put the baby down for a second. Baby so, yeah, you know, but give the baby to Millicent for a second. So just leave it on the ground and go in and scout the area. With, like, who doesn't do that? You kind of knew that the hierarchy with Lee dead. You knew the hierarchy of the characters that they were going to develop and have like make an impact was definitely going to be the mother and the daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that he was going to be like captain babysitter essentially. So you needed him injured so that he's not a coward. Yeah. He's just incapable of doing what Regan was was going to do. Like yeah. right, because Regan was te- technically Regan would be the last person you would want to send out alone. Yeah. Because her disability yeah. is a particularly bad one to have. In that situation. In that situation. Which which was shown in the train sequence. The, the train on. scene was great for that because she that all the monster coming on behind her and she's looking the other way, so you know she doesn't know. Because she falls initially and, and makes a loud noise. She uh, goes yeah. to get first aid kit out of a bathroom. Well, yeah, you wouldn't know if you step on a twig and it makes a particularly loud snap. Yeah. You wouldn't know. Like, it's such a terrifying prospect. Actually, what, now that you say that, when they leave the sand path, they go on to dry leaves. Yeah. The crunchiest motherfuckers in existence. Grass and, paths. And, and grass paths on either side. And they walk straight down the dry leaves. I'm going to walk down the dry yeah. leaves. <laughs> what's that? Be quiet. What's that? <laughs> 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 and, and there's like one a... thing go ahead go ahead no no you go ahead please you're the guest um the one thing that we really haven't discussed yet um, by far is their weakness like that that um her hearing certain frequency mm. yeah whatever that's it is. like that was perfect I, that yeah the, when she found out like she put the two you know she's looking at the board and she's like okay so because i see all of them coming you know and there's that yeah. one down there 
and she's she's like fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put this up to the thing and it works you I know love the yeah, yeah. I, I love the way the creature's entire head is like one gigantic ear canal yeah and, and it, it opens, <laughs> it opens up that's what like, that's what happens to me when wonderwall comes on <laughs> sitting in the pub and wonderwall comes on and my whole skin and everything <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good time if you're ever trying to take it out. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> like, do I have to play that at a particular frequency? Yeah, just the sound of the No, voice. just the sound. Just Lee Dollar's <laughs> voice. We're good. We're good to go. And ready to no, like <laughs> That's any 21st century. That's any 21st century pop song for me. Oh, <laughs> so, you're, you're not wrong, man. Jeez, yeah. you're not wrong. Oasis. Well, I, I do, I do think, like, I do think the fact that the, the, their weakness made them very weak. Though, you know what I mean? Like, their weakness didn't like give you a shot because it wasn't just that they it, they opened up and there was vulnerable flesh. They also were in incredible amounts of pain, and it seemed to disorientate them. Like venom. Like yeah, like venom. It's actually quite similar yes. to venom and silence, yeah, yeah. Where it dis disorients, so it hurts. It uh, creates a vulnerability, like physical vulnerability, and then it disorientates. Now, if, if those monsters were like that, you could go out with just a small amount of ammunition and you could take out quite a few of them. Mm, because yeah. uh, cause, well, cause they can't see you and they can't hear you sneak up because they can't hear you anymore now. You need to amplify it and have multiple people attack yeah, them at the one time. Yeah. Like, because, remember they were going essentially what yeah. was a, a vocal app or something like that. Well, you don't more than I will. Yeah, I think it was about that. She was able to just hook her, hook her uh, earpiece up to that and that was like a 10 watt amp that you could carry around in your hand. Is that battery operated amp? Is yeah, it? battery yeah. operated amp. So you Sorry. get a couple of hours out of it. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm just saying you could take the world back inside of it two years yeah. yeah but you'd have to like literally blast it high blast in public spaces that can cover a lot of ground or drive yeah. cars through and then you'd have to have people attacking as it's like it's more difficult than you think oh, the yeah. fact is we don't know how many aliens are there either. i don't want like sometimes I, it's what i hated about the second matrix was that like agent smith in the first one was such a badass and then the second one neo was such a badass that 400 agent smiths fight him in a basketball court He's just laying waste. Dude, I didn't want my bad guy to become a pussy. I'm going to tell you right that, now, friend, you did it. If you don't reference a different movie next time, I'm going to fight you on this podcast. Motherfucker. <laughs> reference a different movie, motherfucker. I love you, man, but reference more movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sheila says I do it with um, Final Destination. <laughs> you know, like, because then I sign something like, I step on something, and like, yeah. like, you know, it's like, it quite pays on. She steps on this person monster. Almost like it was supposed to happen. Almost like, and she's like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> and now, of course, because I found out with the noise or so much, I managed to work it into situations. It's just not working at all. Are you going to work? You know? like, yeah, I'm going to my destination. One could say it's my final destination. Yeah. She asked me to bring her friend yesterday, and I said, my final destination. Like, no sense, but it annoyed her, so I won. <laughs> But um, <laughs> back, to the movie, right? back to the movie, right? So when you look at the two movies side by side, Dylan, right? And all, right? Uh, the thing is, we said, we mentioned previously that the original, you introduce us to a world, it has that freshness, it has this new newness, and the fears itself that it creates a hit you more impact because you don't know what the rules are, you don't know when they're coming to get you. And we have a follow-up to something like A Quiet Place we consider like an 8 or 9 out of 10 movie. It's a lot harder to do that because you lose the freshness, the originality. So the scares have to be a little bit different, a little bit bigger. The world has to be a little bit bigger. And this is where we see the, the kind of divergence between the two movies yeah. because A Quiet Place one's very insular. And it's all on the Abbott farm nearly apart from the fish. Five, five characters, one is killed. And yeah, exactly. Like, you know? And then the second one is very like uh, The Last of Us. It's the old trope of the, the wolf and the young pup. 
going on a road journey to yeah. some historic heroic end or whatever. You're absolutely you right. Know what I mean, that, so yeah. like, so the the the, uh, the first one is very inward thinking. The second one's very outwardly thinking. And like yeah. Dylan, I'll try to see. Do you think that's kind of symptomatic of most sequels? And do you think that's often a good thing, or would you prefer to see a more insular story and gradually build? When I see a sequel, I don't want it to be predictable. Um, yeah. But again, one thing that they did do great is how they made it, ha- you know, more of a bigger, broader idea. Um, yeah. There wasn't really a safe haven. I mean, there kind of was in the second one, but in the yeah, first yeah, one, they really, they really have that safe haven. And then in the second one, they're trying to find a place, and then they have to leave, and they find that island. I mean, I know that. Um, Emily Blunt's still in the warehouse for majority of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. And, um, but Millicent going out was huge because, so they didn't base it just on the warehouse again, you know? So yeah. they had that multiple you know, story to the island and all that. That was great. I love how they separated. I didn't expect that. When they got yeah. to the warehouse, I thought, okay, that's going to be the next, you know, because in the um, Walking Dead, the first several seasons, there's like that safe haven. Yeah. You know, yeah. And this one, there's, they just, yeah, there's, like, there's you, a base. You think base that's it? Yeah. You think that that's what's going to happen in the second one and first? And then, just, like, I expected Millicent to, to, to go do something, but I didn't yeah. expect it to take such a broad, you know. Do you not think uh, she'd be the central protagonist, or did you think it would be more focused on Emily Blunt's character, Evelyn? I don't. So I think if you were to take the top two characters, I would say it would be Emily, uh, Emily Blunt and Millicent. But yeah, as yeah. far as which one's the stronger, I almost feel like it's Millicent in the second one rather than yeah. Emily. Yeah. Well, Emily, Emily's got to be a nursing mother. Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? Like the her, it, it she must be so sore. Just the character. Having baby, character you, you have know? to work with. Yeah. She's badass. Yeah. She's brave. Mm. She's strategic. Well, she's intelligent. She's learned a lot from her dead husband. Like you know, she's Lee. Lee, and but yeah. at the same time, she's still literally a, a nursing mother. She just yeah. you can't have her character. Just go out into the world. Yeah. You, would, you would be thinking, no, that's yeah. not how it would play out. And the daughter was so spearheaded and yeah. felt so much guilt about her father's death. Again, it goes back to predictable thing, but it did work. Yeah. You would expect yeah. her to kind of go like, "Fuck it, we have to do something." And I, yeah. and again, like you said, Last of Us, and that she, she was uh, her blood. She was immune. She was but the, this the one, cure. She's technically had a plan. Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah. Like, she was the cure. Yeah, she had a plan. She had a way to hurt them, mm-hmm. and she needed to take that somewhere where she could do yeah. something. With. She felt pushed. And like in the first one, you know, Millicent's character played a big role, but Emily's pregnancy was such, so iconic. Like when she gave birth and all that, it was so huge. So it really made that first episode. Fireworks. The fireworks. Yeah, the fireworks. Yeah. Where she screams as the fireworks go. That that seems incredible. Or was she stepping on a nail? Any film I've ever seen it in is is one of the worst. It's just, for some reason, you see someone get shot in the head, you go, "Mm mm-hmm. Mm. And then you see someone step in the nail. You go, no. That's, that's because you stood on an idiot. Yeah, you yeah, shot in the head. Exactly. You can resonate. And, and I want to, I want to, and I want to stick with with uh, a quiet place, of course. But have you seen the new Evil Dead? Did you ever see that one, the newer one? Teddy well, Alvarez directed. Actually, where, where he shoves a machete in and gets her knee. Oh, yeah. oh Jesus Christ! And, like that's just just those mind, like something so simple like that. Really, kind of uh, you know, what's the chance on your one's mouth at the end of it? Yeah, but at least she was like, this monster, like eat this motherfucker or something. Yeah, but that, she was so far gone into being a deadite, as they would call them. Uh, that you were kind of like, 
it was almost like cutting into the amount of blood in that dead movie, body or oh something. Oh my god! That yeah. stab with the knife that was oh yes. god! Oh my so god! Well, it's it's just like it, I know it's worse than the nail, of course, but it's just, it's set it's set like you know that like what that would you can you can kind of get an yeah, idea of how that feels. I actually stabbed myself in the leg before. When I was yeah, a kid. Well, I've had twelve knee surgeries, so, so I mean, I do. We're talking about stabbing. Okay, my knee twelve times. You were asleep during the whole process. I was awake when I stabbed myself. <laughs> you win. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck's sake. And that's that what is that. that. <laughs> back to the <laughs> 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 Did you see the see the camera go down? I told you what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the second one because we're definitely you know kind of. Um, you mentioned the Matrix again. I'm ending this broadcast. <laughs> you just see Dylan's finger going. Out. <laughs> and I'm saying like, I let you end this broadcast. I was talking. We were talking about how expensive the second one was, and I was trying to think of in every film that's 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 a formula that's followed. It, it, it could be we've talked about anything alien to aliens is always a good go to for yeah. that, or anybody home alone was a go to for that. It's yeah. just what they do. But this one, it felt organic to the storyline, but it did kind of, and they did allow the scene where the where one of the monsters, aliens. I don't know what word we're going with, but let's just say monsters in a quiet place. Yes, yeah, uh, aliens gets to the island and just lays with waste to everyone. Story. I thought it was one of my favorite scenes because they thought they they knew what the world was. And they thought they had this little slice of heaven, and I thought it was just where, where you see um, Emmett just running. Yeah. Run! And there's a guy at a well. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. 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 And I was like, "What's up, dude?" Yeah. That guy's making the most noise ever. Yeah, like exactly. he's hitting every brick on that well on the way up with that bucket. He's like, da, 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 da. "Normal life, it's normal life." Da, da, da. Well, and then like no they, they they get in the car and like race to the radio station, and like you just get it, you see him get dragged immediately out of the freaking radio station. <laughs> oh, and I was like, I, I said to. Yeah, I thought he was he was such a cool character, but, but I, I, he, I said, that I, as soon as he was like, they're in there, and he's back to the door. <laughs> Let me, you know, just, I'm just going to stand here on my back to the door, and I've got something to say. I want to loud, I want to whisper, and I'm going to whisper loud. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I got serious Samuel L. Jackson I voice. have to go back to my house. I, I said, I have to go back to, I said, I have to go back to my house. <laughs> you remember like Samuel L. Jackson with, with the sharks? Deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. Yeah. yeah. I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, my head went, it's going to get deep blue sea. Yeah, <laughs> one hundred, and then he was, and then you were. I, I, I could just picture John Krasinski standing over, going, "I don't really need the character anymore." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dragged away by monster. Do you think it's a case of, um, like, when The Walking Dead, when they go to Alexandria, and you see this world that has been living, has been surviving, but is wholly unprepared to deal with the outside world? That's it. And when you look at this what world, season it has was that? I only saw the first like three seasons. Which one was that? Um, I think it was like season six or seven when they go to Alexandria, I think. And um, okay. so pretty much they go to this place and it's like kind of idyllic and stuff. And then what they realize is it's only idyllic is because that's what they're perceiving the world should be. And they're actually not prepared for the outside world and they haven't been preparing for the outside world. And I think dropping you your guard is another classic. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Like, you know, that was, like the that was like, security, that's security. like the United States dealing with COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna come here. 
it's not here it's not oh shit 100 times people I remember, yeah yeah <laughs> i remember i remember when 15 people had it and you were like trump was like that's that one's gonna get closer to zero yeah, yeah. it's fine uh, yeah, I mean, zeros with a one in front of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like this one, imagine Trump dealing with these aliens. Yeah, I, I watch that. I tell the aliens that I've got the words. I've got the best words. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Trump, they're storming through the White House. I'd like to see him do that. Him, one of the monsters, and Kim John on. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you, have you ever seen Evolution? Yes. Yes. Mm. I imagine Trump, Trump would be. Um, Sean William Scott standing yeah. on the stage in the mall <laughs> trying to yeah. get their attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wave, waving down the fucking flying monster when that's what they can breathe in our atmosphere. Right? I love that scene. Oh. Really, really green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean William Scott sees a show in that movie, though, doesn't he? Or do, you, do you remember when Orlando Jones gets the, the alien up his ass? And he's like, I want some ice cream. What flavor? It don't matter. <laughs> it's for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so fucking good. <laughs> All right. I'm going gotta, gotta to drag us kicking and screaming back to the topic. We're in the radio station. Yeah, go on. And mm. she's, she's... You can bounce back and forth between the two because the way we're running it, I want to do it as like a comparative piece. So if you feel like you don't feel... If I was you, I wouldn't... Don't, you shouldn't have to yeah, it shouldn't be like a sorry. You're not going well, to Yeah, we're not crying. When, when a pint jumps in your head, be free, just fucking say it. You know? Fair enough. You, I thought, as long as it's oh, not Matrix. As long as it's not Matrix. It's Matrix yeah. 2, he likes to say uh, a lot. This is why I'm, this is why I'm <laughs> trying to think of the point yeah. I'm trying to And it's make. not his fault, because I make him record way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like leeching all his information. There's one tear running down <laughs> yeah. my eye, just trying not to say it. Like, as soon as we go off air, I'll just turn Noel John off, put back in the wardrobe, yeah. and I'll just wheel him back out in a couple of days for the next but uh, I, I actually thought the second film was a lot more formulaic. Mm. But I was hoping... Because you know the formula. Because you know the formula. Mm. But I was hoping exactly what would happen. happen. Yeah. A cool showdown. One last time. And then her getting given... Essentially given the world a weapon. At, at the very least, given that... I don't know where in America this is supposed to be. What state it's even in. Um, oh, shit. It's on the Appalachian Trail. I know that for a fact. Because he so just that's says the, that... Uh, east, the East Coast, yeah. Yeah. Down by... Where, where's that down by? Like Alabama and all that kind of place. Is it no... Florida. Where, where was Justified uh, set? Kentucky. Was that, that was Texas. Texas. Justified. I thought Justified was Texas. I thought it was Kentucky. You might be. I don't know. I've only watched like two episodes. I'll, I'll fight two episodes. This guy's seen it all the way through. I'll fight you right now, Dylan. Virtually fight you. Right I, I, I watch like seven seasons at once. Get, get your fist up. Get your <laughs> fist up. Series. Series. <laughs> I'm bonafide. Do you remember that? <laughs> 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 I love that George Clooney's garden that is non-existent. He literally fights the entire fight with his fists open, yeah, yeah. like this, like like, like his arm, and he just get get punched well, in the face. The same. What was that film where he was frozen for like thirty years or something like that? He oh, comes... for, not forever young. Forever young. Yeah. It was forever young. Yeah, there's the same where he, he he comes in. There's some spousal abuse coming on, so he stands up for her, and again he puts up them dukes. Yeah. Oh, but he kicks the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> But like, if I'm fighting a dude and he does this, I'm like, oh, I'm going to win this fight. Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to punch this dude in his balls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to jam his nose off his face. I love uh, the priest scene in Dead Alive where he's like, I kick ass for the Lord. And he like, oh, goes, I, <laughs> I brought that into my history class and threw it on. 
just to see what would happen. And she let us watch it. The entire film. <laughs> no yeah, shit. It was a double class. Yeah, she, she said, she kind of got sucked into it. She was like, this is the most violent thing I've ever seen. I said, it's the most violent thing it, anyone it really, It really is. It takes I mean, a like whole new... The, the Listen, that's another, <laughs> another episode. That's another episode. Oh, yeah, but she actually do the bad taste once you're on Brain Dead, or is that the same movie? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. I think the it's... Rings. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a clash, a clash of two films. <laughs> actually, yeah, a bit like we're doing Quite Place One and Two. We just do like bad taste. Yeah, you just keep bouncing around from Lord of the Rings and I'm not, I'm not really. Not really get too worked up. <laughs> yeah. Who was in what film? Yeah. <laughs> so Aragorn comes out and says, "I kick ass for the Lord." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Arrows hitting zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of "You shall not pass," just "I kick ass for the Lord." Your <laughs> <laughs> man on the bridge. <laughs> Pretty sad with the Balrog coming out. Like, <laughs> Talk about right. Fucking, oh, fucking hell! Jesus Christ! Okay, so the radio station. Yeah, so the radio station. I caught the scene. It was a little bit like then feels and it was a little formulaic but when she puts the she sets it up on the radio station a very tense scene of her getting into the actual recording room or producer's room or whatever you want to call it putting it on the microphone broadcasting it and then her and her brother because there's a, a one of the aliens is, try, is actually so strong it can get into the furnace and he gets out and i think he gets a gun and reagan gets he picks up off the table it's a revolver it's a revolver, mm-hmm. and Reagan gets like a golf club or something that's with a broken top. It looks like a microphone stand. Was that's, a microphone the, that's what I'm thinking because she's in a radio yeah, station. Yeah, well, that would make more sense. You know what I mean? It just looked like a, a, a bar. Like yeah, a, she just picked and up I, I just thought it was a microphone stand because she's in a radio station. And uh, she goes up and just stabs the bitch in the head. And I'm just thinking, you have to be the first person in the world to do that. As in the, the, the American military, the most powerful military force in the world is God. I doubt it. There's but ninjas out there probably killing those aliens. Take one of those things out. There's probably ninjas out there <laughs> killing the aliens like a motherfucker. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, go to Tokyo, no aliens left. No, the military would be gone, but there'd be like left seven Rambos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Like, <laughs> no, no, just seven uh, rice farmers. And yeah, they they practice yeah. ninjutsu. Because that's where ninjutsu came from. It came from the peasants, uh, the lower caste, the higher caste were samurai. And the lower caste were the pet, the farmers. So ninjutsu, they came up with their own form of martial arts called ninjutsu, and a lot of incorporated actually farm tools and farm equipment because that's oh, what they had on hand. Scorpion. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like so, that's where you'll see that that no, that kind of claw that comes off. And like, yeah. uh, so that actually comes from a farm tool, um, like a rake or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, because the samurai is actually used to like kind of like push the power down on. The, the peasant or the lower yeah, so they had real refined weapons yeah. like katanas exactly yeah like so they came that's back awesome. with, the ninja, with ninjutsu and that's why ninjas and samurais hate each other oh my god i'd love to see a white place in japan uh, imagine that oh, I would love to <laughs> see with, uh, oh man with ninjas and samurais yeah who are dead and all the pronouncements of girls he what dead what dead yeah that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> martial arts needs to be killed who <laughs> dead pretty sure it is <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Dead. <laughs> I, I feel like it, if you took some samurais and put them in quiet place, they'd be like the perfect ones, you know, because you know, <laughs> <all> the <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Dead. Do you think this film deserves a third film, or do you think it's kind of a nice? Sometimes a little bit open at the end is kind of cool. Like, and it's hinted it's, at that they're going to win because they have the ways to win. Yeah, it's hinted, but. I feel like, and and I know The Walking Dead is still huge, but there's a point where like it's there's only so much you can do. Yeah, and if they were to do it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, I mean, honestly, I think it'd be great to do a scene if they actually found like 
the actual meteor that or a movie where they found the meteor and it's like mm. a hive or something like that would yeah. be pretty yeah because that's that's the thing isn't it because like if you do a third one you have to go that extra step further and maybe john krasinski maybe wants to hold back on going all out war because the next yeah. one is, is first of all, is survive the world, figure out a way to thrive in the world, and then take back the world. That's it. Yeah. And that's Very the tree. That's the trinity. Because that's what the Walking Dead but is. I, that's it. Do that's it. I, don't the want, I don't want the boring bad guy. They yeah. Just easily beat. So I don't know how the monsters fight back. Yeah. It's not that yeah. you're rooting for them, but you just don't want it to be easy. Well, they just swarm. I assume they look like yeah. a swarm type thing. Like yeah, I like, like, like They're vulnerable, but they're also about five times as aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. I love the opening scene in part two where did you see a car? And he just fucking takes the car over. Absolutely. Do you remember the cop car? Like it's like when we see the, the alien for the first time, like, yeah. they don't care. Man, woman, child, animal, inanimate object, machine. You make it nice, I'm going to take you fucking out. And that's what yeah. I love about these bad guys. Like they don't differentiate between prey or inanimation. As soon as they heard a noise, see that the car was a siren. And straight away he goes barreling right to the car. And then you see the real strength of these yeah. creatures. I, I like where you're seeing how every, every teenager in at least the United States of America would be dead. I would be because they got a text message. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, just and he had to do praying loudly as a motherfucker. If they were to do a third one, it'd be one of those situations where you watch a trailer and you can tell, okay, this is going to be good, or nah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that too. I feel like that too. Yeah. And sometimes they know that they have you hooked because we'd say, oh, I'm not, I'm not too crazy about it, but. It's going to make money. The thing is, right? Yeah. But the thing is, if you make a third movie, you're going to have to show the conclusion of the Abbott story. But if you make an interceding or interluding TV series, you can actually continue the story in the meantime and then come back with a third story and wrap up the entire universe. Yes. But because if you wrap it up with the Abbots, there goes your world, you're in prequel territory. Yeah. And we all know how the story ends then. Yeah. So if I, my advice would be to them would be if you want to expand the universe, make two limited series on like netflix wherever the fuck or amazon because he works does jack ryan at amazon just go to amazon sell him the rights do two six episode limited runs in two years into two years in between shoot uh, making part two and part three or whatever then release part three at the end of it and wrap up the entire universe because if you release the third movie now you're gonna have to wrap up the entire story and then you're gonna have to back tell the story to open up the world again and I think if you could actually open up the world in the meantime, because there's what two or three years in between these movies anyway. Yeah, there is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I think yeah. the room is there. Um, it all depends how quick you can get TV series made. You know, like Scream Five yeah. is not the way out. You know, even if it takes. I'll, uh, I'll I'll message John Krasinski right now. I'll give him the idea. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. But yeah. well, he watches our show anyway. He's always yeah. hitting me yeah. up, <laughs> doing pranks and stuff. I'm, he said I'm like he's the white or whatever. No, no, but he's <laughs> I have him in my phone as Jay Crazy. Yeah, uh, Jay Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think um, Killian Murphy was a good fill-in or good replacement for John Krasinski? No, like if that's you, so I will. Okay, to me, yeah, I, I honestly thought he was because he didn't. They didn't try and fill. They didn't try and replace Lee with Lee. They tried to like he yeah, never be my father. Yeah, he tried to replace yeah. him with a guy that was more jaded, who was surviving yeah. but wasn't too crazy about whether he survived or not because he lost his son. And the yeah. only th the only reason he had to really go on, um, but at the and, and it was kind of a like a redemption arc where uh, Evelyn gives gives told told him that I promise you she's worth it, like she's worth going after. No, what he what happened was uh, earlier on Emmett said you don't know what's out there. What people's left ain't worth saving, and she said it's a pity Lee is dead because if he was here right now, he would tell you without a doubt that my daughter is one of those people that is worth saving. 
And I, yeah. my answer to that would be, if Lee's here, why isn't Lee saving himself? Yeah. Why am I going out after Lee? It's your daughter. Uh, what, what happened to Lee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, How's Lee doing, Evelyn? Yeah, how's Lee doing? How's Lee doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite How scenes is one of my favorite scenes is um. Do you remember when she said when you saw the fire, did you know it was us? And he she was like he was like yeah. And he goes, did you ever think about saving us? No. No. But was putting his wife to rest. Yeah, you can imagine like, like just how bloody this world is if you see a fire it's off. Hard. Imagine, I'd imagine you ran away. Everyone that survived the world one year, four hundred and sixty-five days later, every single one of them has ran away from a situation well, or something. And, and, just and you, can't, you can't be mad at him either. Like she wasn't mad. Like you, yeah, you no, could tell. You could tell she understood. You know. Yeah. yeah, and he's like he was still trying to get over the fact that his son died on day one or day of, I think they call it, and his wife was dying of cancer throughout the entire period in between then. So while he was grieving the loss of his son, he had to cope or come to the realization that he was about to lose his wife. And then as soon as he lost both his reasons for living, he just started existing. Yeah, and that's the work comes again. Like that's what the Walking Dead's all about. And maybe that's why they had a child or have a baby because if you don't plan for the future, you're just existing. You're not living. You're surviving, you're not thriving. I think that's the thing, the balancing act. When you're in an apocalyptic world, do you try to survive? Do you try to thrive? Do you try to live or try to exist? And when you, when you decide to live, you're going to go, okay, now we have to try to take our world back. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to plan for the future. You have a child. You make sure your children survive. You try to build communities. And that's what The Walking Dead's all about. And that's what the kind of the Quiet Place tries to do as well yeah. in the second movie. And you know, it was you know? a very soft version of that character that don't know what you'll do with it you have to do it yeah. he didn't do anything completely immoral yeah but maybe like he didn't do the bravest thing or, yeah. or you know he didn't come running Sin through in action because the fact of the matter is you'd like to think you would but if you lost everything you'd be broken as opposed yeah. to things like walking dead where like they cut up human beings who tried to kill them to save their ammunition because yeah well some of those guys deserved it oh they deserved one it. of my but favorite this, scenes this in the walking dead like, yeah not only that you, you die badly do you remember when rick bites the guy's throat out Oh. on the edge of the road there's an amazing scene um the whole part of the episode the whole thing of the team of the uh, season is about trying to come back and there's him trying to weigh up what herschel taught him you can either be a farmer or you can carry that gun around rick but you can't be bored and i love that whole episode it's about him coming to terms with i can be one thing but i can't leave past this new thing that i actually am now yeah. so you have yeah. to maintain that bit of humanity but you also have to change and evolve with the world you're in. And that whole episode is one of the best episodes of Walking Dead, in my opinion, because it has these flashbacks between Herschel trying to teach him how to be a farmer, trying to show Carl a better way, to Rick actually coming to the terms, the realization that that way is over. That way, it could be a part of me, but it can't be all of me because it'll make me too yeah. soft and I'll get killed. Yeah. And the guy tries to rape Carl and murder Carl and shit, and he actually goes, <laughs> yeah, uh, Michonne catches the guy, and Rick goes, Leave him to me, or he's mine, or something. Walks over and starts like you know. First he bites a guy's throat out, and then he like beats the next guy to death. Like you know what I mean? Because they oh, trade a murder rape card. It's one of the best episodes of Walking Dead, in my opinion. I think we well, should. I think because we're running low on time, that we should yeah. get some thoughts on this way. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm, uh, we'll uh, we'll put it down to maybe one or two questions. One, how would you score the film? Let's pretend that this film, because we did kind of do the one comparative side by side. Yeah. This was one film. This, you went to this. You went to the theater. Yeah, and you sat there for four and a half hours and you watched one film. How would you rank it? Maybe three hours. Three hours? There were, there were three but, films. But would, together, minutes would they be close to four? Most horror movies in 18 minutes. I'm going to do a, a, a 8.2 out of 10. I'll say 8.2. 8.2, that's good. And do you think 
if we were to sc score it separate, you think the second one drags the average down a tiny bit? Yes. Yes, fair enough. I think the first one is very precise, but I kind of like it. Like I said, the, the, the personalities that they picked for the family, they, 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 enhance, they enhance that first one because there's no noise, so they kind of have to play on that. And they yes. did it so well. So I definitely say okay. that that was probably my favorite one of the two. Yeah. My my opinion, I think the, the Quiet Place franchise is probably the most original franchise in modern history. In modern, yeah. in modern history. Especially and, of its genre. Yeah. I think it's and possible. Something we spoke about um, before um, was the. I'm saying this, but this is going to air before the episode. But um, uh, the, the, one of the great signs of something's lasting legacy is the amount of imitations it has. Yeah. And you look at a quiet place, it's kind of like its own subgenre now, nearly like this horror sensory deprivation subgenre. Bird box. Bird box, like don't breed one and two, the hush, that movie you were telling me about as well. Yeah. So, like, you know, and I think when you weigh up a quiet place one and two, I think it's ripe for uh, ripe for expansion. And I think that it'll have a lasting legacy. And I think that it actually has a massive impact on the genre yeah. and how it's actually showed filmmakers and storytellers how they can portray fear and terror in different ways. Because we were talking about The Shining recently and it was just saying that 41 years later, people are still talking about it. And we don't know how Quiet Place is going to age, but we suspect well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, the first one. What about you? We'll just score it. We'll get out here. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, if I had to weigh up the two movies, I'd say it's a 9 out of 10 franchise. Uh, simply for originality, the emotional beats hit you really hard. The scares are really good. They still make me jump every time, especially when I watch with headphones. Um, uh, the cast is perfect. You got uh, such a strong cast: Noah Jupe, Millicent Simmons, John Krasinski in the first movie, Killian Murphy in the second movie. And, you know, you know, good old Ireland. Yeah, you know not, what I mean. You got back the Irish. You're not coming at them for their cast. Yeah, no way. And I think when you have a small cast, something like talk about there can be no weak links, and the, the Quiet Place franchise is the perfect exemplification of when you have no weak links, you don't have a weak story. And yeah. we got rid of Bullseye. He was your weak link. And now you got one of the strongest horror franchises out there, in my opinion. An 85 for me, but for all the same reason. Again, I would have liked to see that just a tiny bit more. I would have given it probably 100 if there was a moment where somebody did something. On we rated out of 10, and you rated out of yeah. 100. Well, he went 8.2, so I can easily turn that into a percentage idea. Yeah. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%. 82%
with two R's and it's spelled D-U-M-B. Uh, it's all about, you know, just the crazy outrageous shit that people say and do. Um, I and watch post it often on YouTube, so I love it. Genuinely. Oh, thank genuinely. you. Yeah, I watched the kids. The man, that big grizz guy you had on yesterday, fantastic beard. Oh, yeah. Beard yeah, yeah, yeah. The two rednecks. Yeah. And he was an ambassador too, so it was even better. It, like played, it yeah. played, that's why I picked that topic. It just made sense. But it works. It's it's silly, it's it's silly in a clever way, and I think that's a, I think that's a fine balance of act, and I commend you for it. And I'd recommend anyone Thank who's you. listening to check yeah. them out. So, folks, all right, go go over to Spotify, YouTube, check out Jukebox Ginger on YouTube, Stardom with two R's, spelled D-U-M-B at the end on Spotify. And Dylan, thanks for coming. Uh, you're our first guest, uh, official guest, to come on here on uh, Body Standards. That's awesome. And Dylan, you were actually the uh, the first American podcast that we ever appeared on either. So thank yeah. you so much for that. And that was yeah. really fucking yeah, awesome. A little bit incestuous here in our networking. Yeah, it's what we do. It's it's what like, we do. If, if I've learned anything from Joe Rogan is you build a community and everybody gets stronger from it. And I yeah. think that's what we're going to try and do here. And Dylan, yeah. so thanks so much for coming on and talk about Quiet Place 1 and 2 with us. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Old John. We got Carmack in the back. And that's Dylan C. And motherfuckers, we see you next time. Thanks again. Peace, Peace out. out. See you around.